0: Hi, I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that uncovers history one day at a time. Today is January 25th, 2019. The day was January 25th, 1890. After 72 days of traveling by train, rickshaw, horse, small boat, steamship, donkey, and various other vehicles, journalist Nellie Bly set foot back in New York to a cheering crowd. Nellie, just 25 years old, had set a new record for her trip around the world. Nellie's unprecedented trip made her famous. Well, more famous. It wasn't her first time at the rodeo. Nellie born Elizabeth Jane Cochran, was known for being a daring reporter. Take 10 Days in a Madhouse, a series Nellie did in 1887 that pretty much epitomizes her sensational investigations. Nellie wanted to do a story on immigrants for the New York World, a newspaper that was a pretty big deal in the late 19th century. But she got a no on that assignment and was told to see if she could find out what was really going on at the Women's Lunatic Asylum on Blackwell's Island in New York to get into the asylum without tipping people off that she was there reporting, she pretended she was a patient. After a little bit of training, and by that, I mean Nellie made, quote, crazy faces in a mirror and deprived herself of sleep, Nellie was ready to convince people she belonged in the hospital. Stereotypes of what mental illness looks like aside, Nellie soon made it to Blackwell's Island, and her experience there was published as a 10-part expose in the newspaper. The horrible treatment and conditions that she exposed led to more investigation of the asylum's practices. Yeah, Nellie's journalism was pretty bold, so it wasn't much of a surprise when she read Jules Verne's 1873 novel Around the World in 80 Days and thought it was a good idea to do the same thing the main character Phileas Fogg does, but in less time. So she went to the New York world and said something along the lines of, hey, I want to travel all the way around the world and write about it for you. And it was 1889, so to say the least, Nellie's proposal wasn't met with glowing acceptance. Her managing editor was interested, but the other guys at the newspaper, uh, not so much. Nobody's done this before, they said, and of course a woman couldn't do it alone. Being the daredevil she was, she told the man in charge at the New York World to go ahead and send a guy, and she'd start the trip on the same day for another newspaper, and beat him. Finally, they agreed to send her around the world on their dime. Nellie gave herself 75 days to travel all the way around the globe. And on November 14, 1889, Nellie left New Jersey on a steamship headed for England. And the New York Royal made sure everyone knew she was leaving with a front page story on the day of her departure. Little did Nellie know, a journalist named Elizabeth Bislam was also just beginning her trip around the globe, but for Cosmopolitan magazine. Yes, Cosmopolitan was that petty. Spoiler alert, Elizabeth didn't win the race. Anyway, Nellie set off on her adventure with a bag full of just the necessities, plus a jar of cold cream. She went through Italy, Egypt, Singapore, modern-day Sri Lanka, Japan, and other countries, even going off-route to meet with Jules Verne in France. Along the way, she sent her writing back to the newspaper in New York by telegraph cable and by ship, Nellie's travels were definitely eventful. There was a monsoon on the way to Hong Kong. She was proposed to by a guy who thought she was an American heiress. And she bought a monkey in Singapore after resisting the temptation, as she put it, to buy a boy at Port Said and a girl at Colombo. Yes, Nellie was a pioneering journalist at a time when there were few women journalists at all, let alone those who weren't pigeonholed into the women's interest category. But many of her remarks came off as jaded, ignorant, and even casually racist. Like when she called beggars in Hong Kong repulsive and compared the plight of US slaves to that of poor people in Mexico City. Nellie was complicated. Regardless, the New York world made a spectacle of all of it. They printed as many stories as they could about her travels, even creating a contest for guessing how long Nellie's trip would take. And readers devoured her worldly tales, increasing the newspaper circulation numbers. When she landed in San Francisco on January 21st, the New York World chartered a train to get her to New York, where she was met by a cheering crowd. She had made it back on January 25th, 1890, at 3.51 p.m., in exactly 72 days, 6 hours, 11 minutes, and 14 seconds. But despite her contributions to the New York world, her bosses wouldn't give her a raise. So she resigned from the paper and wrote out her success, going on a lecture tour and publishing the popular book Around the World in 72 Days. A few months later, George Francis Train beat her record, coming in at 67 days. But Nellie continued to write, and her sensational reporting left an impact beyond the boundaries of stunt journalism. Oh, and if you think headlines today are super clickbaity, check out some of Nellie's headlines in the New York world. One of the standouts is Nellie Bly tells how it feels to be a white slave. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can subscribe to This Day in History class on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Chandler Mays, our producer. Come back tomorrow for another tidbit from history.